Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. My name is Sarah Ruth and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, January 5th, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 24th of Tevet. Our parasha today, that is the Torah portion that we read, is called Shemot, and it means names. We will be reading Exodus 4, 18 through 31. However, before we begin our readings, let us take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his son, Yeshua the Messiah, our master. So Moses went, returned to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him, please let me go so I may return to my kinsmen who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Then the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men that sought your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, set them on a donkey, and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all the wonders before Pharaoh that I have put in your hand. Still, I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You are to say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I have said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will slay your son, your firstborn. It happened along the way at a lodging place that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. But Zipporah took a flint, cut off the foreskin of her son, and threw it at his feet, saying, You are surely a bridegroom of blood to me, she said. A bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Then he let them alone. Now the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. 
So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Then Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, which he had been sent, along with all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of Benai Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. When they heard that the Lord had remembered them, Benai Israel, and had seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. And that concludes our Torah portion today. Next, we're reading in the prophets from 2 Samuel chapter 12. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said to him, There were two men in the same city. One was rich and the other poor. The rich man had an exceedingly huge flock and herd, but the poor man had nothing at all except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. It ate from his own morsel and drank from his own cup and nestled in his bosom, and it was to him like a daughter. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but he was unwilling to take one from his own flock or herd to prepare a meal for the wayfarer who had come to him. Rather, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man that had come to him. Then David's anger blazed hot against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man that did this deserves to die. So he must make restitution for the lamb fourfold, because he did such a thing and showed no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, It is I who anointed you king over Israel, and it is I who delivered you from the hand of Saul. I also gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom. And I gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. Now if that were too little, when I would have added to you so much more, Why then have you despised the word of the Lord by doing such evil in my eyes? Uriah the Hittite, you have struck down with the sword, and his wife you have taken to be your wife, and him you have slain with the sword of the children of Ammon. So now this sword will never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am going to raise up evil against you from your own household, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he will lie with your wives in the sight of this son. Indeed, you have done it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and under the sun. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied to David, The Lord also has made your sin pass away. You will not die. 
However, because by this deed you have made the enemies of the Lord greatly blaspheme, so even the child born to you will surely die. Then Nathan went to his house. Then the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became very sick. David therefore sought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the floor. The elders of his household stood beside him in order to get him up from the floor, but he was unwilling and would not eat food with them. Then it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. But David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they thought, Behold, while the child was still alive, we spoke to him, and he didn't listen to our voice. So how can we tell him that the child is dead? He might do something terrible. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David perceived that the child was dead. So David asked his servants, Is the child dead? He is dead, they said. Then David got up from the floor, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes. Then he went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. When he came back to his own palace, he asked for food. So they set food before him, and he ate. His servants asked him, What is this thing you have done? You fasted and wept while the child was still alive. But as soon as the child died, you got up and ate food. He replied, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I thought, Who knows? The Lord might be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he has died, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? It is I who will be going to him, but he will never return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba. He went to her and lay with her, and she bore a son and called his name Solomon. The Lord loved him, and he sent word by the hand of the prophet Nathan. So he called his name Jedidiah for the Lord's sake. Now Joab attacked Rabbah of the children of Ammon and captured the royal city. So Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have attacked Rabbah and captured the city's water supply. So now gather the rest of the troops together, camp against the city and capture it. Otherwise, I will capture the city myself and it will be named after me. So David gathered all the troops, went to Rabbah, attacked it and captured it. Then he took the crown of their king from off his head. Its weight was a talent of gold, and in it was a precious stone, and then it was placed on David's head. He also brought a vast amount of spoils out of the city. Then he brought out the people who were there and put them to work under saws, iron threshing boards, and iron axes, and assigned them to brick-making, and thus he did to all the cities of the children of Ammon. Then David and all the troops returned to Jerusalem. And that finishes our portion of the prophets today.
Next, we're going to read from Psalm 79 in the writings. This psalm is known as a lament over Jerusalem. A psalm of Asaph. God, the nations have invaded your inheritance, defiled your holy temple, and reduced Jerusalem to ruins. They gave the carcasses of your servants as food to the birds of the skies, the flesh of your kadoshim, to the beasts of the earth. They poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to those around us. How long, Lord, will you be angry? Forever? Will your jealousy keep blazing like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his country. Do not hold against us the sins of our fathers. May your mercies come quickly to meet us, for we are brought very low. Help us, God of our salvation, for the sake of the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Before our eyes, let it be known among the nations that you avenge the shed blood of your servants. Let the prisoners groan come to you. By your great arm, preserve those who are doomed to die. Pay back into the midst of our neighbors sevenfold their reproach, the reproach they hold at you, my Lord. So we, your people, the flock of your pasture will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Now that we've finished the writings, we're going to move on to our last reading today, which is in the Apostolic Writings. And today we're reading from Luke chapter 8. And this is verse 1. Through 25. Soon afterward, Yeshua began traveling throughout towns and villages, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were also with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Miriam, the one called Magdalene, out of whom seven demons had gone. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's finance minister, Susanna, and many others were supporting them out of their own resources. And when a large crowd was gathering and those from various towns were traveling to him, he spoke by means of a parable. The sower went out to spread his seed. As he sowed, some fell beside the road and was trampled. And the birds of the air ate it up, and other seed fell on rock when it came up. That seed withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And other seed fell into the good soil, 
and when it came up, it produced fruit a hundredfold. While saying these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now his disciples were asking him what this parable meant. Then Yeshua said to them, To you has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to the others it is given in parables, in order that, seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are the ones who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. But those in the rocky places are the ones who, when they hear, accept the word with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a season, and in a time of testing, fall away. Now that which fell into the thorns are those who were hearing, but as they go along the way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life." And they do not bear mature fruit. But the seed in the good soil are those with a praiseworthy and good heart, who have heard the word and hold it fast and bear fruit with patient endurance. Now no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with some object or places it under a bed. But he puts it on a lampstand so that all those who enter may be able to see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor secret that shall not be known and come into open view. So pay attention how you listen, for whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even when he supposes he has, will be taken away from him. Yeshua's mother and brothers came to him, but they were not able to reach him through the crowd Now it was reported to him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside, wanting to see you. But answering, he said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who are hearing the word of God and doing it. Now on one of those days, Yeshua and his disciples got into a boat, and he said to them, Let's move to the other side of the lake. So they set out. Then, as they were sailing, he fell asleep. A violent windstorm came down on the lake, and they were swamped with water and in danger. They came to Yeshua and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're perishing. He got up and rebuked the wind and the surging wave of water. Then they stopped, and it became calm. Then Yeshua said to them, Where is your faith? But they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And that, friends, concludes our readings for today. Uh, However, if you're reading through the apostolic writings twice in this reading cycle, you'll also read Ephesians chapter 1 today. I'm Sarah Ruth, reading to you from the Appalachian Mountains of Georgia. I pray that your day is kissed by God. This is Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom. Until next time.